The number you have dialed three, has been changed. One, the two, new number three, is... Two. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bad With Names. I'm your host, Don Will. And I think people have stopped hitting me up because they don't need to talk to me anymore because now I talk to them through my podcast. So imagine if like one of your friends just had a podcast and instead of randomly asking him how he was doing, you could just listen to him every week. There's no need to say, hey man, what's up? How are you? Like you know he's alive. You know how he's doing, right? You hear it. The other thing that you hear is this radiator in the background. I'm not turning that shit off. It's cold as fuck. The hawk is out. New York City is on chill for this all-star Valentine's J. Dilla fashion weekend. It's too much going on, man. Entirely too fucking much going on. But, you know, it's a good thing, right? It's a good thing to be in a city with this many activities happening all at once all around you. You know, you get a, 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 a a wealth of people, if you will. Uh, braving these elements to hang out at overpriced events and things. Speaking of events, tonight is the, it's Sunday night, tonight is the Rare Form Donuts party. Donuts are forever nine. I can't go. Kind of sad about that. Really, I'm really pretty sad about it. Um, so it's a wonderful time if you've never been and if you, the lineup this year is crazy. It's Mick Boogies, Jerobi, um, 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 homie tap 10 spinning, parlay spinning, Rachel spinning. A lot of cool people gonna be there. I'll be at pizza party. That's right. No donuts for me. I'm eating pizza. And I'm not sad about that. Kind of happy that, you know, I have something to do. Other than, like, I would be salty if I was out of town and just had to miss it. And I would be salty if I was in town and had to miss it. But it's kind of cool to, you know, you know what my phrase is, right? Work gets work. You gotta do work to get work. So if that means missing out on one of the coolest events of the fucking year, so be it, because I'm trying to make one of the coolest events of the year. I'm trying to make one of the coolest events of the week, I'm sorry. And that means you gotta show up, especially when you've been on the road for a couple weeks and you're planning on going on the road again in a month to pull you away from that. But more on that later can't share those dates yet. What I can share is information about the past dates. Just got back from Albany in a very flimsy rental car. When I say flimsy, I mean it was like driving a paper airplane. Yeah. The the snow situation upstate New York is fucking ridiculous. It is crazy. Like we left, it was kind of, you know, we left and we Google mapped a route that didn't have any tolls. And, you know, we bopping along, chilling in the car, listening to music. And all of a sudden, the skies opened up. And snow slowly trickled out and didn't go anywhere. And it slowed our 80, 70 to 80 mile per hour trip to a 40 mile per hour cruise, which turned that three hour drive into five hours. Five hours on winding mountain roads with limited light and big heavy trucks zooming past you. Not the business. But we made it there safe and sound. We made it to our show, um, the Love Jones J. Dilla tribute. Shout out to Beat Shot, DJ True Master. It's a good time, man. It's a good time. We definitely enjoyed, I enjoyed the 
the shebang. Also enjoyed those lemon pepper chicken wings that Ship's Pub has. I kind of been on the low, on the low. I kind of been swearing off a lot of like fried food and shit like that, but made space for those chicken wings because they recommended them. And boy, were they right about their own food. You would think a restaurant would be right about its own food because it's their food. But, you know, we uh, was concerned about getting back, so we went to sleep at like fucking two, woke up. I woke up, but we were on the road by eight. And Albany was messy as shit when we were heading out, and the snow is still falling. But we made it back. We made it back in time. Made it back in time to get the rental car back. And also listen to shocking amounts of Drake on the trip. Like our Drake levels were truly through the roof. Played the mixtape, played the fake six mixtape. I told Vaughn if I had the rest of his discography, I would have just played a fucking Drake retrospective and we would have witnessed his growth in the car because that's how much I like Drake's music. But it was a good time, man, it was a good time. And Boston was good too. Boston was the same level of snowy fuckery, except for the traffic we hit in Boston wasn't due to snow, it was due to um, traffic. It was like accidents and shit. You know, highways bottleneck where people have accidents. So it was just that kind of dumbness. But we made it. Boys from Green Street showed us a good time. Boston came out and showed love. People were stir crazy. They had been in the house for a couple of days because the MTA system was down. And then the next day they were gonna get two more feet of snow. So they were like, yeah, we gotta get the fuck out the house while we still can. And when I tell you Boston was snowed in, I'm talking about cars with three feet of snow on top of them. Cars that were like mounds of snow that were just cars. And when you, sometimes you would see like just a door in the middle of a pile of snow. Like somebody had tried to get in their car and warm it up. And <laughs> we're just like, this is stupid. I'm not going anywhere. But um, we also had some pretty good burritos, quesadillas, fajitas at the spot called Anna's in Boston. You Boston people are whole, no, man. Food like that, I might have to come back more often. Might have to actually make it a point to come back. More on that later. But yeah, this show is about us hanging out with some cats from Boston, Green Street. We took some time during the drive up to pick their brains about Boston, the scene, their group, their history. It's all good, man. And you gotta excuse the uh, noise in the background, just like you have to excuse this radiator because, again, it is cold as fuck, and I'm not turning it off to get a clean recording and be cold later. You're listening to this thing at your warm job. I'm not recording it from a cold apartment. No, that's not how the deal works. But, um, recorded it on my phone while we were driving, so it's a little, you know, it's, it's kind of noisy, but, what are you gonna do? Not listen? I mean, that's always an option. I would prefer if you didn't make it an option. I would prefer if you just hung out with me and you know what I'm saying? Rock with your boy. All right, guys. Gonna get into this episode now. And hopefully, I will get to finally sit down from my three day marathon of nonstop action. Yeah, it's been crazy. Studio sessions, D 
DJing. Shout out to Piso. Shout out to Friends and Lovers. Shout out to Albany. Shout out to Boston. Shout out to Von P. Shout out to everybody. All right, guys. Let's tune in. <laughs> Let's tune in. I need a nap. Let's start recording. We're going live right now? Yeah, yeah we're going. So wait, wait. We were talking about Boston. Yeah. Tell me about Boston, the beam. Oh, so we're recording right now. Yeah, I was just trying to sneak it on. Oh. Okay. I didn't want nobody to know what's happening. <laughs> I just. <laughs> but thanks, I, thanks, you know. Vaughn. My bad. Thanks a lot, Vaughn. My bad. <laughs> the beam. What about the beam? No, nah, but so we're on our way to Boston, and all I know about Boston is drunk people fighting after the let out <laughs> at yes. Dunkin' Donuts. At like 2 a.m. that night. Have you guys spent a lot of time there? Just no. shows. We, we came from our show and um, there was a bunch of kids going crazy and the cops were like, this is normal. <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, like the cops would stand around and watch this shit like it was just MMA. Like the motherfuckers were just like yeah. beating the shit out of each other. And <laughs> like it's almost like a, a, a theater of harassment because you would be standing there and then a dude would walk up and like super aggressive and almost want to fight you for standing there. And that's yeah. just like, so how many times have you fought after a club? I mean, the thing is, it's not <laughs> even so much about the club as it is about the Dunkin' Donuts. Um, you, just have, you have so many 24-hour Dunkin' Donuts, it's kind of like, and they're always open, and you have people come out of the club, and you have like, all sorts of homeless people, so it's just kind of like, a, this is a, the perfect scenario for something to pop off. Like so Dunkin' Donuts contributes to 90% of Boston's violence. <laughs> it's the cause. That's Soup's theory. That's my theory, anyway. Like the Bloods didn't come to Brooklyn first, Dunkin' Donuts did. It doesn't happen, <laughs> it doesn't happen in New York like that for some reason. Nah, it is. Boston's come a long way though. From from a, um, I mean, music-wise, they've come a long way. Yeah, definitely. But as yeah. a city, it's a lot more cultured now. What than it was? I guess I don't really know much. Of, to be honest, I don't know much at all about Boston. I know that. Uh, like I know that uh, New Edition and them from there. I know that Benzino. The Almighty RSO. We can't. We don't claim him. Though. The Almighty RSO. Almighty RSO. Oh wow! We don't claim way him. back. But what's the Boston music scene? Hip hop scene, not music. Hip hop scene. Like, I mean, how long have you guys been? Like, I guess. And what's the Green Street story? We might as well get that in there too. Along with the Boston music. We could probably tell those stories intertwined. Do it. See, when we started, this was what 0405. What were you guys doing in 0405? That's my time. We started too. Yeah, I was in Cincinnati still. Mm. We started still in high school, very little. Hope as well. Very little resources, very little um, understanding of the world outside of us. You know what I mean? We had the internet. We had OK Player, and we had, uh, what so we else were, we have? We were hanging out together. We we were kinda, okay yeah, player. we were kind of similar. I mean, we were watching y'all videos, <laughs> shit. We were, we were all OK Player together. We hung out but, back in uh, 04. Also, you had to find who us is at that time. For oh, each, because yeah, it's, true. It's a, this is a slum village. Tiny Morgan story, story as well. Yeah. It's true. We do have a we do have a Tiny Morgan esque trajectory. Now we um so me and Ren, me meaning A Lab and Ren, third person. We kicked Green Street off by like 0405. Um and then wait and the bad. the significance of the name because this is bad with names so we oh, gotta know yes. what the name means. We actually uh, picked it off a uh, a record that I used to sample a few times uh, a Grant Green record jazz guitarist, uh, you know, we just have a lot of jazz records back in the day, and we are just trying, trying to leave a name, and nothing really came came to mind, and that record just, like, popped up, and I was like, yo, this, this shit sounds, sounds pretty clean, you know, might as well try it out. 
And we had some really bad other yeah, names. Yeah, we had some really, so really bad other names. <laughs> what, what was the worst group name? <laughs> the Recyclers. The Recyclers? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> y'all were like, man, eco-friendly though. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Green Street <laughs> Recyclers. Yeah. Nah, but um. So wait, is, so green is not an offshoot of, of, of the green lifestyle, aka recycling. <laughs> no. I mean, I don't know. Y'all boys might be eco-friendly right now. I support the message, but <laughs> I don't push a Prius. Nah, we um, we we took that and we kind of adapted it to be like, you know, Green Street to us now is like a uh, not now, but back then it, it stands for like a, a utopia. You know what I mean? It's like this area that we've envisioned where we want our music to take us, where we want people to like meet us, so to speak. Okay. So it's like, you know, you living on Green Street, you live in where your world is according to how you want it. Yeah, yeah. It's like Nellyville, you know? Just like Nellyville, where <laughs> Kelly and Nelly <laughs> got together. There you go. Um, that's one yeah. of my favorite songs, by the way. Yeah, that's so a whole nother thing. We won't go there today. Nelly fan. I know but much. 2004, you were so, all... Yeah, yeah, so yeah, it, so Boston at, in 04, 05, I mean, Ren, you can chime in too, is really nothing going on. You have Underground Hip Hop Store, which was cool. Yeah. It was dumb uh, from us, and we didn't really make it to Ugg. We made it to the Ugg forums. Um, but, you know, we... Cats like 7L, that's what Terror. Yeah. 7L, that's You know, Acrobatic. You got a little yeah. bit of... But you have to... We were like 16, 17 at that Just time, so we couldn't get in no clubs. We couldn't really do much. So we, it was just us. We used to buy vinyl um, from these spots in Cambridge and come back home and make records. And it wasn't really until we left Boston... Through the circumstance that we kind of were able to actually, you know, uh, like plug into like yeah, plug into like what's going on, networks and stuff, which happened in New York. But Boston's come a long way. Man. Boston's not like that no more. They have a, a pretty vibrant scene now. In Boston, you gotta understand, it's a, it's a traditional, it's a traditional, very traditional town. There's a lot of like, there's a lot of like prestigious universities and like good morals going on there. Sports legacy, sports legacy, like that go yeah. way, 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 way back and. They haven't really caught up as far as culture and like arts and entertainment goes, but they're starting to now, which is great. Even though there's been a lot of energy and a lot of artists in that area for a long time. Mm. I mean, remember rappers used to be no rap used to go through Boston. Remember that thing? Well, the Almighty like, RSO. Like cats used to boycott Boston because the crowds were like super aggressive. It was weird. Like it wasn't. It just wasn't a, a, a hip hop friendly city for a long time. You well, said also, also sports sports uh, stars like wouldn't wouldn't even come through there like to, to Boston for a long time too because it was like there was some undertones of like some some racist stuff going on. As Cats well. are grimy as fuck, uh, basically. Yeah, <laughs> it's essentially. Like, long story it's, short, it's also grimy a whole grimy like culture out there. Like when you say. Like was R was RSO sort of like trick trick in Detroit or nah, some shit? Nah, it wasn't even like it was. Like, I remember <laughs> had to come pay respect. No, they nah, definitely were. No, they would throw cats off the stage. Yeah, they, they would get on stage and like, throw you off the stage, and that's and that's kind of like what one thing that's been kind of holding Boston. I feel holding Boston back. I feel like a little bit. All right, no disrespect. Obviously, I love it there and I love the culture, but it's like we don't like to see people really stunt. Like, oh, you know. Well, that's some that's some Cincinnati shit too. Like they they shot Ti's bodyguard. Mm-hmm. They, they there have been several rappers who have came to Cincinnati and you know they it didn't get publicized, but they got into some scuffles. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's one of them things where like they don't like you throwing shit I mean, in their face. Yeah, Paul Pierce got stabbed in Boston yeah. his first year. Like that's that that's the analogy for the city, but it's not like that as much. Wait, Paul Pierce is a Celtic, right? Yeah, he yeah. got stabbed. In by, the city, by, by RSO. Oh, yeah. In his yeah. first season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He almost died. <laughs> the 
<laughs> back to play. It's still fucked up. Man. It's bad. It, it, and but anyway, so that's kind of like not not to say that we came up in that. Like, we right. No, we but, passed that. No, but yeah. hip hop, Boston was not ready for hip hop. Boston wasn't ready for cats that looked like us, that kind of sounded like us. Back in 04, 05, 06. it just wasn't like that. We put out an album um, in 06, our first album. Um, when we say put out, it was like we independently did everything. Slim yeah. CD case. We had the we actually had the drum with the um pause thick CD case okay, with the okay. with the spine like you know there was there was typing on the spine. Um, yeah, yeah. But and that did really well and that's kind of what gave us the um did really well meaning you know we we did well locally we we started moving units and we had you know some internet MySpace acclaim at this time and it was kind of like okay well we might be able to put this together and really and really do something but. Yeah, there's a fire drops on there too. That's that's what. Like, oh, yeah, that, that's actually a good point. <laughs> so we had, so our mind state at sixteen seventeen is the we had drops, meaning like people called in and said what up, not even verses from like Odyssey, Fonte, like Rock, like nobody in Boston was really hip to that. How did you guys manage that? MySpace. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. That makes sense. It's just dots connected, and we ended up connecting further with Odyssey and doing doing a track with him and things like that, but. At that time, like, it was just us. Like, when Little Brother, you know what I mean? Like, we were the Little Brothers in our opinion. Like, we didn't really have, you know, no mentor, no person to, to take guidance from. So we figured everything out by ourselves for the most Man, part. It can be, mad, it can be uh, said that MySpace was the last great musician's tool. Yeah. Like, community building yeah, tool. Yeah, there was another, another community, though. We were just talking about that. I mean, people build careers off that, right? I mean, I, people say SoundCloud is, but there's not that level of interaction on Sound. At least not in my experience. SoundCloud not isn't as interactive. Like, it's not like... MySpace was like artists talking to one another and, like, messaging. Mm -hmm. yeah. The only messages I get on SoundCloud are like, hey, let's do a collab or I'm taking your song. Down. Boost your you know? plays today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's not really a community in MySpace. No. But the, I think uh, I would... Still, uh, that's partially, like, the, the platform and also just internet culture nowadays, like right? Because yeah, back then, the internet was new, kind of. Yeah, and it was definitely, like, it was one of those things where if you were online, you were there exactly. for a purpose, not just because... Exactly, because you could be. Yeah, like, now it's like everybody's there. That's what it's worth. So when did uh, Soup come into the group? I guess, since you said... Yeah, so that's the next step. I don't know, Ren, you should tell that story because you were... You were there. You were there, weren't you? I was there. <laughs> I, I was indeed there. No, but, um, I, I ended up going to Boston University uh, for a couple of years um, when I first went to college and ended up meeting uh, meeting Sue playing basketball. Um, Shit, it first, nice. First couple of days, you know, at school, we just like went to the went to the gym there, hooped it up, and uh, Sue was there. And uh, Sue, Sue Prize actually has a better. Uh, better memory of that that game yeah I, I i've i've really built this up to like epic proportions every time i tell it it's like it's crazier and crazier <laughs> but basically ren dropped 81 in the game and it was just like it was some wild shit because and jordan was on the sidelines watching clapping him off you got ren is like one of those like for anyone that plays ball is like there's a breed of it's a breed of ball players this is like thoroughbred white dudes that just ball and Ren is definitely Shoot in that it between category. your eyes. Touch yeah, like it, <laughs> from where I where I came from, I didn't encounter. I'd never encountered any of that. That, that species. I, that species of ball players <laughs> didn't exist to me. So I'm like, oh. it was honestly, it was honestly the craziest shit I'd ever seen at that time. So I'm like, there's Ren and I think like four Koreans, and I was like, oh, my crew's about to eat. <laughs> we're about to eat on these dudes. 
<laughs> so, so who's the so Ren was the ringer? Red, yeah. I don't really think of four Koreans as being like no no racist though. But I don't think of four Koreans as being like hoopers. You know what I'm saying? They ball too. That's the thing. Yeah, they, <laughs> at, at BU they were balling. BU, that was hella racist. So. I'm sorry, Korean people. Which is crazy because we're we're going we're going to BU right now for this cipher, and I wish we could stop by the gym just for old time's sake. Just to get, so I get my revenge on Ren. Well, I mean, you wasn't with him shooting in the gym. <laughs> I wasn't. Sh- was I, couldn't, I couldn't shoot at that time. That's the thing. <laughs> but, I literally uh, wasn't shooting, though. I was not shooting. So I met Ren playing ball, and after that game, I mean, I was just so astonished. I was like, I got to get up with this kid. And he put me on, you know, to the music that him and A were making, and it was just, for me especially, I didn't know any high school kids at that time that were putting out records or, or doing their own thing musically. You know, I was always interested in hip-hop just... You know, at that time I was really into like Dipset or whatever, as everybody was. And uh, but I, I, it seemed like a fantasy to make your own music, you know. Yeah. So when I met I met Ren and A, it was like holy shit, these cats are like making their own records. That's, that's nuts. And um, so I started doing camera work for them actually. Because work I'm, your way in. Ground. Yeah, I started. I got an internship. I got an internship at Green Street Records as the <laughs> as the cameraman, and um, I filmed all the first you know all the first tours with like Wiz and Lupe shows that we did with them, a few different shows we did with them, and um, you yeah, worked my way up. Now I'm rapping. So you, are you nice with the camera, like, or is that like just? Yeah, some, I do my thing. I, I edited a bunch of our videos. Oh, that's you, dope. If you go on YouTube and you search Green Street Records, a lot of you'll see a lot of my work on there. Did you edit the Daydreams video? I no, did not. The, the, the dude did it. I forget his name. Um, Paco, the, the Grandmaster. Yeah, he, he's yeah, he's a wizard. He's definitely a wizard. He's like the Rick Rubin. The crazy shit about that shoot, I don't know if you remember Don, is that I didn't really, I don't remember really seeing him. Like, for, at least for my scene, he was like, all right, just, just want you to sit over there and look this way and rap. You're not going to see me. I'm going to be over here filming over here. <laughs> Accurate. That shit was wild. Wow. <laughs> He's a chameleon. He's a beast, though. Yeah, that video came out pretty dope. Yeah. So, Ren, production-wise, where, um, what, did you, what were you using back then? Was this, like, fruity? What do you use? I use, um, I'm actually... Switching to Ableton right now, but I've been using uh, Logic and Free Loops for the last uh, however many years. So you, you, your first shit was fruity. My first shit uh, was actually uh, what, what did I, what did I, well, yeah, my first shit was well, yeah, it was, it was pretty much Free Loops. But yeah. I, obviously, I made some really whack beats on on uh, <laughs> on acid. On acid. On the drug or on the yeah, program? Yeah, uh, yeah, I was on acid. On acid. I was on acid making on really whack beats. That, that's that's pretty much how it went down when I was, when I was 13. Pots you know? and pans and acid. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, I've, I've been making beats on FL Studio and uh, Logic for for about eight, eight to ten years now. And uh, yeah, I just, I just came up listening to a ton of Premier Pete Rock. I think Pete Rock was the dude who's really got me into making like soulful, jazzy records. Just like I just heard uh, Mech and the Soul Brother, and was just like, "Yo, this is this is my shit. I have to start doing this." Man, Pete Rock is pretty amazing. He is, man, and I I, I feel like he's he's underappreciated nowadays because it's like the because the sound is not necessarily like his 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 style is not really in right now. So it's like people yeah. people people don't really people who were listening to it back then can't really put themselves in in that mind state to be able to appreciate it you know what I mean I mean I I think that it's, it's peaking back in like but I just don't see it coming <clears throat> I won't say I, won't, I don't see it coming full circle but you have cats like 
Bronson. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's a bunch of cats like Bronson and, um, what's the other? Joey Badass that kind of do shit reminiscent of, of that era. Right. And they're popular enough to, like, crest it in a little right. bit. But they need to go back to, they need to holler at Pete. Like, yeah, that's, that's what I'm listen, saying. They need to, you know what I mean? Because it's like almost, it's not authentic if it's not really coming from, if it's not bringing it full circle. If you're claiming to bring it full circle, but you're not reaching out to the people that, you know, created it, to me it's always a little bit like, it's just not what it should be. I don't know, that, maybe, maybe Pete zooted somewhere and he's just chilling. Yeah. I feel like, and I feel like dudes had a Wait thing. a minute, um, were they on that Camp Blow album? Yeah. Because he, he had a bunch of new guys up there, too. Yeah, yeah. That's true. They did, they but had some albums. Who was up like, there, though? Was, was Action Bronson on it? Mac Miller was on there. Mac was on it, Absol yeah. was on it. Yeah. Uh, okay, it worked. Yeah, I right. feel like that was Pete going to them and not them going to Pete. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't remember. I remember talking to Keechee about this, but I don't remember what happened. I think it was probably Pete getting them to, to get Definitely. It was, it was, in my mind, it was, it was Pete trying to mix the old with the new. Yeah. To let niggas know, like you know, what I'm saying, like, oh well, this uh, this new shit ain't nothing. It's not new. It's, right. It's exactly it is what it is. Exactly. Because you know, like we live in an era, an era where attention spans and memories are like super short. So sad enough. Show enough. <laughs> but yeah, but I, I still feel like like his sound compared to some other other producers, like obviously like like Dilla or even or like Just Blaze, for example. Like they're more a bit more distinct. So it's like. Um, yeah, it's people just because P Rock kind of originated that whole that, like that whole jazz jazz hip hop sound in my opinion like like a lot of like the the stuff that um, a lot of producers in the two thousands were, were, were emulating like he, he kind of originated that and and uh, but but his, his sound wasn't distinct enough necessarily to, to where, where cats who who are listen, who just who just come into it now they, they can't necessarily. Tell the difference between that a beat like a Pete Rock beat from like '98 and like a, a, one of these, you know, a jazzy beat from from today. You know what I'm saying? Right, so, right. Um, that that's that. It, it kind of frustrates me a little bit because it's, it's it's hard to it's hard to explain like oh this is why this is important to listen to. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, well, you know, I, I feel like every I don't know, man. I feel like everybody has their moment. Right. So you know it. And sometimes moments happen twice. So we're just waiting for lightning to strike again with Pete. He already has. Accolades in a, in, a, in a space in the in the history of hip hop. Exactly, he gonna be right. there forever. Right. It's not even, but yeah, like I'm just saying, like, in terms no, of, like no, no, if no. he's popular again. I mean, yeah, exactly. But I that's the know. other thing about us is Are like we in fucking Antarctica. See? Oh, God shit. damn! Yeah, I think uh, <coughs> weather is crazy. But what <laughs> the thing I was gonna say is I feel like our, you know, we are all like in our mid, right in the mid twenties. I feel like our age, we're like the last batch of last you know class of whatever that of cats of young cats that really have that kind of music as a foundation or as like a as a reference point you know what i mean because nowadays like people i mean i remember ren putting me on to rock him like that was like what we really grew up on and this is not when rock him originally came out obviously because we were yeah, like yeah. three years old so i'm not gonna <laughs> stunt like we were actually like you know head spinning on cardboard at that time but we you know we i feel like are the last that last class that really paid attention to paid attention to that kind of music because nowadays you look at the young boys like they don't have any reference point like what the reference points start like with Jay-Z the blueprint or something and that's not really like Kanye graduation it literally starts with Kanye graduation and that's cool and all but and I'm not I'm not it's not holier than thou speech it's just like for us I think um you know like our music still has 
a little bit of that sound in it forever is because we really, really grew up on that. Those were like our actual, that was our encyclopedia. And, you know, sometimes we wish like it was different so we could make popular music more easy, so it would come easier to us, if that makes sense, you know what I mean? Right. But, but our heart and soul is always kind of like, like so. you know, I, I, I kind of think, feel like you emulate your influences until you embody them, you know what I'm saying? True, true. So like, would y'all, would you say, what, what would you say was the point where you stopped, stopped, like, I won't say emulating, you know, I won't say imitating or emulating, but what was the point where you feel like your music became your own instead of like a, Cause you know, I will say that for a while, me, myself, I can only speak for me. Mm-hmm. I know that for a while I was like copying other people, mm-hmm. like trying to sound like- Of course. Trying to sound like so-and-so in my lyrics because that what they did was fly. Yeah. All of your stuff just sounded like Chaclair. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like a Chaclair imitation. <laughs> but there, there was a, a point in time where I was like, oh shit, I know what I'm doing. The training wheels are right. gone, you know what I'm saying? That's a good question. I think, I mean, for us, you know, we kind of have like a, what the public thinks is our origination point, and it's not really our, our origin point. It's not quite our origin point, but Endless Summer was our, like, you know, that was one of our strongest projects, and, and I think that album was uh, it was very unique in its sound because Ren uh, is a very dynamic producer, but, like, he don't go to the usual places to get samples that people go to, so... That was, that was a time that we really, I think, stepped into our sound. I don't know, like, Soup probably has more to add to that, too, but, like... Um, yeah, like, I guess discography-wise, you guys are on the wheel to win, which is what, like, the... That's, like, fourth, fifth album. Fourth, fifth? I mean, you know, there's all those albums that we don't count as albums. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Where what Endless Summer is, like, what, what Sec- number? Second? Third. We'll say okay, third. We'll, we'll say third. third. So, yeah, probably at that point, because that's when we really took was, the jazz stuff and made was, it, like, um... Endless Summer, the joint with the, um... Join with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a joke. I'm bad with names. Totally true. Endless summer was the shit. Thank you. Hell yeah. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. We might do a part two this summer. We're thinking about it. Well, the summer didn't end, so there's no part two. It'll have to be the end of the summer, right? Not not right now. (laughs) The the title would be Summer Still Going On. (laughs) (laughs) When will summer end? Still going. When will summer start? Yeah. Just wanted to take a second to remind you guys to hit up workingcreative.bigcartel.com. That's where all the Tanya Morgan merch is. We've got a couple styles that are selling out, and that means we won't restock them. So, you know, you might want to get up on them now before they're gone forever. Namely, the red Brooklyn Addy shirt. And probably the hardcore gentleman shirt. And probably the logo tee and probably the hat. Probably everything. We're going to do a little bit of spring cleaning, get you guys some new designs, some fresh shit. And it'll be on the road with us, hopefully, when we hit... Uh, whatever. When we go back on tour. Okay, this commercial just ran too long. I'm sorry, you guys. I don't have a script. I'm trying to do this off my head. And I just really want to eat and take a shower. <laughs> uh, back to the show. But so, like, I, uh, talk about the new record. Like, what, um, did it hit the marks you guys wanted it to in terms of just, like, how do you feel that it, it, it measures up in the body of uh, Green Street work? You know what I'm saying? Right. Cause we're always, it's, you always, always looking at when you, with Tanya Morgan shit and even solo shit. It's it's always a continuation, but it's always about trying to push something mm-hmm. different. So like I've had I've had albums where my whole agenda was to rap with more addiction. Mm-hmm. And I've had uh, albums where my agenda was to be a more aggressive. You know what I'm saying? Like what was 
<sighs> yeah, I don't know. Everyone's silent. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we, we tried to do a lot with our, with our new project. Like, so we really wanted to evolve the, our sound and, uh, you know, just try to incorporate try to really just grow as artists on the, on the project and I think you can really that's what we're really proud of with, with, that, with the project is just I think we, we all kind of tried we just we tried some things that we that none of us had ever done before on the project and, and that was uh, it was really it was, it was gratifying to be able to see that you know actually come to life and, and to see um, sort of just like new styles that we didn't even know we, we had within us just like to be able to manifest those like that was that was big for us. I mean, to be able to, be able to see that happen. Um, I think, in terms of you know, for our fans, I mean, like, there's there's a lot, there's just a lot of a lot of different styles in the, on the project, and and a lot of our fans were, were feeling some of the new sounds. Some some of them were feeling more of like the the sounds that uh, that we you know that they knew us for originally. That's um, how motherfuckers is. Like, you know, that's, that's how it goes. You know what I mean? So. Not really fucked them, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's almost, I don't know. It's, it's frustrating. Well, the thing, the thing about this, this album, and it was such an experience, it, it, it came from a very specific experience and a specific place in all of our lives. And that's why what we did with this album is we we each typed up, if you go to the willtowin.net, you'll see that each of us typed up a story of where we were at in our personal lives so that you would listen to the album in context because we knew how different it was from our previous material. Mm-hmm. So if you, if you were really like, you know, did your due diligence? You would see, you would understand why the why the product was different and why it sounds the way that it that it does. So wait, I, I read those, and if you go through the things y'all went through and make the same music, something is wrong. Would it be the same? Right. So wait, okay, right. <laughs> like for the listeners, a summary, yeah, yeah. a summary, short well, summary for the listeners of each one's personal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Are you? Uh, I, I mean, you don't, I might, might just sum it, I might just sum it up because go for it, it's go like this it. thing that Let's we. That, yeah. I mean, yeah. So. We, I'm trying to think, Endless Summer came out, you know, we were riding the wave, everything was cool. We really had a lot of momentum and then things kind of started to crack a little bit, you know, within us and within our process. And then um, soon after that, I got diagnosed with kidney failure. Mm. Ren got diagnosed with lung cancer very, very soon after that, almost like the week of. Damn. It was some crazy, like, movie, but yeah. terrible movie stuff. And Soup was dealing with a whole host of just life, <laughs> life, like just just stuff that wasn't very positive. And so we weren't um, we weren't in a normal headspace by any means. And so I think when you listen to the album, it definitely does sound different. You know, it's, it has more aggression. It has more like just kind of like um, urgency. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it, it also has a little bit of like insecurity in a way because it's yeah. like we're trying to climb back from you know where we kind of like last. Met the people that mm-hmm. after like endless yeah. yeah after yeah. endless summer it's like you know interscope the universal was calling and, and things were happening we we're like okay cool like we getting here the way we want to get here we did the double excel the break and all you know we feeling like we might actually be able to do this the way we want and not have to you know sell certain parts of our, our creative uh, identity but then the game changed so much right 2013 2014 the game shifts drastically we go down literally fighting for our lives this whole time by the way we're making music in the hospital in in the waiting room like this whole time these cats are meeting me we're meeting Ren like that all the Dilla stuff that comes around around this time where you hear about you know what he went through like that has a whole different kind of like clarity for us because we know exactly what it feels like you mean the the hospital floors how they smell and how you know just sitting there talking about marketing and trying to come up with stuff whatever so 
you know, for people who wanted like some jazzy, like fun, endless summer, like we having a good time type vibes for us at that point, it just, it wasn't gonna happen. Right. <laughs> and and, it, and to, to be honest, like the question that you asked is, is, is pointed because it's so loaded because, you know, we thought this album was gonna be the one. You know what I mean? If, if 50 can get shot, what, nine times? Come out, drop an album and blow up? Well, then we can almost die and come back and drop an album and blow up. <laughs> that, you know, not really, but that was that was kind of the mindset. We're coming from zero. You know what I mean? We're coming from, from literally evading death. People have to feel it. And, it. and it just didn't, it wasn't as cohesive as it could have been. It almost broke us, honestly, as a group, because we went through just a lot of stuff that we didn't want to go through, you know what I mean? From, from funding the album to creatively, like, really button heads, and, and we kind of, like, had to take some time off after the album to be like, all right, you know, what are we doing? Yeah, yeah. People don't really know that, so that's... I mean, well, you know, as, as, a, as a group, that level of compromise is almost like you inadvertently take time off without knowing it. Like, going to the movies and not thinking about the album is taking time off. True. And the same as, like, same, like verbalizing, like, yo, man, I'm just not writing right now. I'm not doing X, Y, Z right now. But I can see how you would put a lot on that album. And, like, when you put high expectations, almost never give you the return you expect. Like, almost never, you no. know what I'm saying? When you put that much on some shit. But, I mean, for all intents and purposes, would you... It was a great learning yeah. experience. That, it, that's one thing, like, I have to say. We learned so much. Yeah, it, it really sharpened us. And the thing is, also, like, don't get it twisted. It's an ill album. If you listen to the album, like, it's something about the way that the album plays. It plays like, 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 even though it has some, some shortcomings, it's weird. Like, it sounds like maybe it's, like, the different, the variety of styles that are represented on the album. It sounds like like a super professional album. And it, I mean, we are professionals. Let's yeah, not yeah. get it twisted, but like, it sounds really, I don't know, to me it just sounds epic, man. Yeah, it's, 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 it's like, like kind of like, downplaying it. It's, it's like super critical. It's, it's like cinematic. It's cinematic, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's like a, it's a much bigger production than we'd ever like, thought we could do it just at this exactly. point with, with the resources that we have right now. Like for what we, for, you know, cause we're, we're all we're straight independent. Like we're, we're, you know, funding ourselves with, you know, just, just, you know, us, us three grinding pretty much, and and, uh, and to, to be able to put together something of that that nature, like that. That's why that's why we're so proud of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just because you know it, it may not be have been the project that really was gonna do it for us, but it's like like to be able to put it, put it together a project like that. You know, a, a lot of cats yeah. just can't can't say that they can do that. You know what I mean? So, you know what it is? It plays to me. It plays like. Shakespeare like a like a play or like a movie or something because it's like you start off with like you know you start off with all this like confidence and of like us talking about how we've been in the game for a while and we've been doing these things and like you know a talking about how we were torn in Tokyo and all this stuff and then you go immediately from that into like you know cats are dealing with cancer and kidney failure and real life issues so it's like just like you were watching a movie it's like there are there are plot twists and all sorts of stuff that right. that goes on which is why I think when you when you play the album it's like you really get involved and you see like wow they really they really put some thought into this and like made it a whole production which I think is fine it sounds like there's a level of humanity to it that doesn't really necessarily it transcends the music you know what I'm saying and and, and we we need we needed we grew as artists during that process but you know it's like if we had to do it again we would know how to like translate that better for the public you know how it is yeah, yeah. as an artist some shit makes perfect sense to you 
but it just doesn't make sense to people who don't think like that. Yeah. Right. So, you know, now we know is how, is how I see it. But it's, it's, yo, go listen to that album. We we gonna talk it down because we're so critical of our homework. But no, it's, it's, it's a good album. You know what I'm saying? It, it looks it, it looks great and it sounds great. You know what I'm saying? So appreciate. It. I mean, you're allowed you're allowed to be hypercritical of your own work, especially as an indie artist right. and an artist who's evolving, like a self-aware. Right. Exactly. You know, like every you're you're. You're, you're probably working on a new project or some shit. Mm-hmm. So that that puts the one that you just did in the rear view. Yeah. And also it makes it easier to look at it without the newness factor. You can look at it now like, we should have did this, we should have did that. Don's but you're not, you're not looking at the new album like, ah, we should have did this. Because you haven't done it yet. Right, you passed right. it. Yeah, you passed it. That's a gem. I like that. Play this back. Just yeah, we, we're, we're working on our new album. And the funny thing is, is you know, it, some of it has been around. So while it's not out, I've had a, I've lived with it, and I can honestly say that material-wise, it's some of our best shit. Do you ever feel like, as artists, as you guys, just as individuals, that you get too close to your own stuff sometimes? Definitely. And start second guessing when you shouldn't be. Definitely. Like, like as a, as a po- almost as, as policy as rule. After I, mean, I was say too. Cl- I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say almost as policy or as a rule. I've, I've like I don't really do rewrites Like if, if I get a verse done And that's the song Like if, if I have to Like the verse is what it is That's what it is A lot of times Wow I mean like too close As in like That's crazy You know some things Like you, you make a song It has a couple things That maybe you could change If you wanted to mm-hmm. And you keep listening to it And by like a month later Like you really can't stand it The week after you love it But then you're not sure If somebody else Like it basically oh, yeah. You don't really have any Clear like, what should I say? You're ambivalent about it, but it doesn't mean it's bad. It just means you don't have it. You have a, an actual flesh and blood relationship with exactly. it. Exactly. Maybe I, you've like, had it with you for oh, too long. Yeah. I try not to. Like, I, 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 I try to pride myself on, you know, I'll throw the baby out the car at any moment. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. but at the same time, <laughs> I'd be lying if I said, like, you know, if, I don't know, for, for example, if, um, like we have a uh, we have a song called Dirty Stay Out, and if like we were playing an album, like let's say I don't know somebody wanted to hear it, if Kanye wanted to hear it, mm-hmm. and like y'all y'all would be on good music, but I don't really like this song. Mm-hmm. I'd like I'd kick and scream to keep that song. As much as I like to say I'd just throw a song away, like like that one for example, just because I just think it's really dope. But you know what? I've learned from like just from you know. Drake putting out just SoundCloud songs and uh, speaking of Kanye again like when he did the, the, uh, the Good Fridays mm-hmm. I learned that everything doesn't have to be on the album if you just want people to hear it especially yeah. just put it put it out and they heard it you know so I, I guess that answers nah yeah that, that helps nah and, and like even further to further it like the, my no rewrite policy and like my whole I usually get super married to my thing like it's resulted in certain songs like after they come out like oh why did I do yeah, that see, exactly. why did I do that all I hear is this mistake when I was so adamant about that mistake being a part of the song you know what I'm saying because you know, I just feel like it's like another limb for me mm-hmm. but I like mistakes I don't like for me it'd be um, do I still feel that way yeah because you know I'm an emotional writer so <laughs> I might write something because you know shit I saw, I saw somebody 
on Complex that I think is whack. And like, why that nigga on Complex? Man, fuck. Right around. 16 ain't enough. Yeah, and then a month later, I mean, hell, artists have come and gone since we started this album. So I could be mad at, I ain't gonna say a name, and then that motherfucker's gone. And I didn't say I didn't say his name in the verse, but that energy is unnecessary because he got what he deserved and he fell off. You know what I mean? I just sound so vindictive, but no. No, I know what you mean. <laughs> so then I'll be like, it won't be, oh, that bar's not good enough. It'll be, I don't feel that it way anymore. Feel that way, yeah. Yeah. The same way. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm currently in the process of tightening up certain parts of the album. And this is the first time I'm like doing active rewrites and like cleaning shit up and editing. You know, it's it's more than anything returning to diction and clarity, but also because I feel like I'm trying to discover a way. I'm trying to be like, I'm usually pretty straightforward. I'm trying to like take words out. I'm trying to like make my shit super digestible. Yeah, like like just easy to understand. Like like say less by saying more. What's the um? Sorry, I'm interviewing y'all because I want to see what how we can find a parallel. What's like the What's the, what do the streets say about you versus Don, like, as an artist? The streets? The streets. Nah, your fans, the people, like, what's, like, the... What are the um, the boxes that y'all fall into? Um, like so, you know lyrical. what? It seems like I have the more, like... I guess I'm considered more more of a backpacker, for lack of a better word, right mm-hmm. now. <laughs> <laughs> I guess just for lack of a better term, you know? Man... I don't think people even listen to my music. And I'm not saying that on some cynical, self-deprecating shit, but I'm saying that on some purely, if I put a song out, people will listen to it, and sometimes people are like, oh, that's dope. But nobody is like, yo, new, blah. Like critically getting into it. Yeah, like, this it's, it's what it's worth, because I, I make the music and enjoy making the music. Traffic, for but sure. at the end of the day, like, I couldn't tell you what the Don Will fan base was. For sure. Except, like, I could tell you what, what Laura song fan base was. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying Like it's just I don't know I have this weird Relationship to music Where I know that I know that people Interact with me On every other thing That I do Except for music I know like what it is We were talking about that yeah. I know what it is And I'm gonna be harsh When I say it It's, it's laziness Not your laziness People's laziness They'll It'll be people That will Connect with mine Because it just Kind of sounds like Tanya Morgan By myself Yeah And you reach out And do more and they'll just be like, that's not Tanya Morgan alone. I don't know what that right, is. Right, right, right. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I, I really think that's what it is. It's just like people like, I know what this is. Right. Oh, it's just one of them, but it's the same kind of beat. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because it's the same rhyme, same rapping, but it'll be like, it'll be, it'll be suburb or it'll be um, Dash Beats. It'll be something different. Or it'll be um, wallpaper on the beat. You know what I'm saying? So if I would have done... Three, like, Von, three albums produced by Von P at this point, I dude, might be huge right now. Because I remember when, because <laughs> I remember the, the shit you did with um, Rob Victim got a lot of attention because it was going back, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and the shit I did with Rob Victim was dope, you know what I'm saying? But it, I can only do that so many times alone before I get bored. Mm. Like, and that's my personal fault is that, like one of my personal faults. No, I'm just that, being an artist. Man, and I, I, I shed my container, like I have Wait. to. Like, I, I'm, it's like if a nigga send me a beat that sounds like something I can make, I'm like, I don't want, I don't want to rap to this. Yeah. But if 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 I, if I hear something that challenges me, or I have a, oh shit. 
Oh, that sucks. We just got we hit. We just hit a lot of traffic. Instantaneous. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> I, even, I forgot what I was saying, man. Damn. Now you said you like to be challenged and try new new things. Yeah. Like I was saying in one of these other podcasts, I was like, when the Don Speaks shit came out, I was happy. Because I'm like, this is some shit that I know you would do. And it's not, it's not a 180, you know what I mean? It's not like some weird, you, you, I don't super, know. Super, super off, off You wrap into a damn can opener or something. <laughs> right, like, if I go back to, honestly, if I go back to like a typical... Like, like, if the album that, remember we was doing one that I was producing, if that came out, they would just be like, yay. Yeah, if I, like, if I, <laughs> if I finished that and put it out, people would go, people would go, oh, okay, this is the one we wanted. That, you know, I'm not, I hope this don't sound like I'm trying to talk down on people that listen to our shit. I'm not talking about the specific people. I'm talking about, like, from a critical point of who's reviewing it and what they say about yeah, it. Because yeah. you could tell when somebody's being lazy in a review... Right. Cause they'll like Rubber Soul sounds different from our other shit, but they'll talk about it like it's Brooklyn Natty Part Two. Right, right, right. Cause they just Googled yeah. our old shit. The the other thing too that I, I want to consider is that my music translates a lot different live than it does recorded. Yeah, like like true. whenever we do like whenever I do like the the solo joints like the um, Love Junkie or like even Rap Game Funny Name, like people are just like oh. That's another thing. Cause yeah, when you do that shit. People wake up. Yeah, they're like, oh, okay, what's this? What's this? But then when it's when it's out, people are like, oh, what is this? Yeah, what is we this? Have, we have similar, it's weird, man. We have similar. But I will say that I don't. I, I'm not. I'm a victim of not having video, so that might play a part of it. Well, that I have. I have like. At me. What's up? You shooting you down? At me, bro. Oh shit! Bad with names exclusive. We're doing videos for every song I've ever recorded. <laughs> Real talk. You know what is also about the live, the whole live thing is like I feel like we're the same vibes. We make music that you can feel. You know what I mean? Not to say that people that make different. Yeah, that that's what I was saying styles, the other night. You got to be there to physically feel the vibe. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I said about y'all show in Philly. Yeah, it's love. You know what I mean? You can't, you can't show someone. It's hard to show someone love from across a computer screen. Or, I mean, you can do headphones, whatever. But if you're there, it's gonna be better. It's gonna be a lot better because yeah. you, you get you get to you get to like see a person living the word. It's you know the lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Where? Well, I'm gonna take a I'm gonna take a break because the next segment will probably be after we get. Off stage or some shit, and I wasn't calling our fans lazy. Don't hate me. <laughs> nah, yeah, we we that's not like don't even, hate me, please. And even when I say I don't think that I, I don't think <laughs> I don't know what my fan base looks like. I I know people who listen to my music, my mm. solo stuff, mm. but it definitely hasn't found like this because I, I share my container so much that there are people who hate Suburban Sprawl. And there are people who hate Dylan Speaks. Like I single motherfuckers out. It's like fans are fickle though. It's like if your favorite color right. is blue, you're not gonna like this album. And, we, and I, I'm, I'm comfortable like with that. Fans you know what of saying? music versus not fans of Green Street fans of Time. Fans, fans of, of music. music. Yep. Yep. Music fans are fickle now. Yeah. They because the people that fuck with us fuck with us because they sure. know like you know what you're doing. So even if you're trying this, I get what you're trying, and that shit sounds good. Or I don't like it, but I still fuck with you. It's like being a common fan. They trust you. Yeah, being a roots fan. They trust your brand. It's like, I don't like this one, but I still fool with you, you know? Yeah. Word, so we'll be back. The number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is... A lot. There is no second part to this. 
Me and Vaughn were using my phone to navigate us through the blizzard. And then at 6 a.m. we were using it to, not 6, 8 a.m. we were using it to drive back to, basically we were using my phone for GPS the whole way. And that means that we couldn't record the second part of this podcast recap on my phone. So you're stuck with me by myself. And also with the listener letters you guys have been sending, which I really appreciate, and you can send more to bwmpodcast at gmail.com. going to get to them. I'm going to address them. I want to wait until it's me and Bond again, though. So I'll get to those. So if you send more, we'll have more. We can actually do a whole listener letter show. So send those in. Any questions you have for me or Von P or me and Von P, and we'll get to those. Uh, I think that's about it. Yep, that is just about it. And I got to send you guys on your way soon. But before I go, if you have ever got on the train with a plate of food, eating with a fork, finished your meal, set your empty metallic tray container of food between your feet, used your paper towel to wipe your face off, clean your nose after cleaning your hands, threw that on the ground. Then open your beverage, drank it, and then threw that on the ground and pushed it under your seat and kicked back like you're at a fucking four-star restaurant. You're an asshole. Don't ever get on the train and do that shit. The most disgusting thing in the fucking world is a crowded-ass train. This nigga's eating his food like he's at goddamn, I don't know, Benihana's or Red Lobster, wherever the fuck you go to eat food. I don't go to a lot of restaurants I cook. But don't do that. Don't do that. Not on the train. Not around people. Don't do that. That's fucking gross. I can see a bag of chips, but I cannot see busting out a fucking plate of soul food. You know what I'm saying? Like, luckily, there was no smell, but there was a lot of sauce. And then right before that, there was this other dude with a, like a white bag full of food. But it started spilling out of the container, so it was like it was literally just a bag of fucking juice and sauce. It was so disgusting. Yeah. And I, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, if dude was kind of like homeless-ish, we'll be all right. Like, whatever, man. Get it how you live. But this nigga had on, like, some new shoes, new pants, whatever. Like, I'm looking like my dog, my G. Throw that little $5 bullshit you bought away. Even if it was, like, $10, it spilled into the bag. Just throw it away. You're, you're grossing out everybody. And if it spills, you're going to fuck up and, like, it's going to be a mess. I don't know. I feel pretty strongly about people who eat food on public transit. Um, because it's gross. It's fucking disgusting. And that's why we have this big rat. Well, we, the New York... There's a lot of rats for other reasons, but I don't think that that helps not have rats. You know, whatever though. I just know that if that's how you guys are in public, your houses are probably filthy, you fucking animals. You fucking animals. Ah, all right. I got a conference call at two. Got to get my set ready for pizza party. And I also want to take a shower and make something to eat. So, yeah, enjoy your weeks. Hope to hear from you next, no, hopefully you'll hear from me next week. And hopefully I'll hear from you this week. So I had it right the first time. BWNpodcast at gmail.com, at BWNpodcast. All right, I'm out. Peace. Sorry about the radiator. It's too fucking cold to turn that shit down this week. 17 degrees? No, nigga. No. All right, peace. Say bye-bye.
Bye-bye. Say it in the mic. Say bye-bye. Bye-bye.